and welcome back everybody to a podcast in space and time i'm holden b huffman and i'm kendall coffee and today we're going to be discussing doctor who series one episode 12 bad wolf so kendall so holden um i got some very hunger game vibes um, dystopian. Kinda, yeah, I got. Well, I did like dystopian future with. There's a games like you have to play, and your reward is living. Yeah, like a death game where like basically yeah. all you're trying to do is survive. Right, and like you're you're also given some kind of like arbitrary reward, but it doesn't really make mm-hmm. up for the whole situation. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, for sure. This one's like, I think there's more. Um, I mean, this is obviously a little more fun than the Hunger Games. The Hunger Games is a very kind of dark story, um, right? Whereas this story manages to be like not quite so gloomy as the Hunger Games is, um, mm-hmm. but also like this story wasn't, you know inspired by a lot of like real war and you know that kind right of thing, like so. re- real world things like and honestly the way the world's looking right now i wouldn't be surprised if that's possible um yeah we're we're living in some real dystopian times currently um it's uh it's fine everything's fine <laughs> um there's actually another story I was reminded of um, along the lines of like a, a death game show. Um, mm-hmm. There was a, um, an arc of a podcast called the adventure zone um, and spoilers for um, the first arc or the first like season of the adventure zone. But um, basically the um, it's like a dungeons and dragons sort of podcast, but they don't play right. dungeons and dragons very well. Um, <laughs> but, but basically the, the, three heroes go into this place called Wonderland, which is, um, <laughs> it's basically like, it's basically like a big sort of game show type thing where um, mm-hmm. you basically like each round you spin a wheel and whatever you land on, you have to give something up. Um, oh my gosh. Like, you know, it could be a memory. It could be an ability. It could be like literal body parts. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh my god! And um, and then like you know, depending on um what you do, it also determines like how bad the next challenge is going to be. So like then you have to do a challenge, and um basically like you're just trying to survive. And there's there is a prize at the end, but it's it's in the same way. It's kind of like you know the mm-hmm. the risk is almost worse than the reward. Um, right. But I kind of got the same kind of vibe from that, and I know um the guys who do that show are big Doctor Who fans. So I would almost think that like, there was probably some inspiration there from this episode. Okay. Um, okay. I'd, I would not be surprised. Um, mm-hmm. Just like also just with the whole tone and everything, because like, I mean, this episode had a very kind of, especially like the big brother parts. It was kind of flashy, kind of over the top. Um, mm-hmm. The music was very like kind of upbeat and um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there was one music cue at the beginning that I thought kind of slapped right before the um, the opening title sequence where it kind of like 
it's real electronic and it's kind of building, but like mm-hmm. over the shot of the doctor kind of realizing what's happening. Um, I Ooh, yeah. it was very good. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that much. I'll have to go back and listen to that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little, it was somewhat subtle, but I thought mm. it was very good. Also, can we just let nine drop an F bomb? Please just let 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 nine say the F word. He's deserved it. <laughs> in the part in the part where um um nine was like in front of the camera in the uh whatever they called it, like the diary chamber or whatever. Um I don't know. <laughs> when they said like you are now on the air, please do not curse. I just wanted him to just drop an F bomb right there. <laughs> Just really, like he said, you've got to be kidding me. But I wanted him to say, you've got to be effing kidding me. I thought it would have been very good. <laughs> it would have been good. You know, he's earned it. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. BBC. I know you, you're like trying to make a show for children, but nine has earned it. He did. Just let him have one. <laughs> uh, so in a crisis, Jack, when Jack is in a crisis, he gets so sidetracked because two robots say his outfit doesn't look good. Yeah, I thought like I thought every single character was like a little slow on the uptake as far as what was happening and how especially, sinister it was. Especially Jack and the Doctor because they're especially Jack and the Doctor, but even Rose, like she yeah. didn't like she didn't read the room very well, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but really all of them, I mean, like Jack can be forgiven a little bit. Cause he literally was just like with the androids and they obviously didn't want to give away too much of what was happening, but the doctor especially should have read the room and realized like, this is, this is a sinister <laughs> thing that's happening. Right. And it was strange to me that he didn't. Mm-hmm. Now, which do you prefer Linda with a Y or Linda with an I? Um, well, we didn't meet Linda with an eye. She got disintegrated or <laughs> not disintegrated, whatever. So, um, I mean, I'm pretty sh- sure something else happened to her, but I just realized that's probably spoilers. So, never mind. Um, but like, you know, Linda with an eye was did try to fight the system, it seems like. So, I'm a big mm. fan of that. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. That's a tough call. Mm. Um, but okay. I also don't want to like, vote on anyone because we we saw in this episode what happens <laughs> with like, the voting in this game yeah. right um i love <laughs> i loved the line and the way he said um like linda with an eye how did she get ki- get evicted she broke she broke part of the set or something what like this <laughs> he just does it yeah i love nine Mm. Also, um, what's up with the anime style flashback that was weird um yeah it, it's not something you really see much in doctor who like this kind of i can only think of one specific episode in the future that does that but they do it so good yeah like i don't mind that kind of thing when it's really subtle um but yeah it was definitely not subtle in this episode it was just kind of like 30 seconds of, of flashbacks to shots of when the bad wolf has come up. Right. And like everyone, everyone knows that's what they've been leading up towards. Yeah. It's almost a thing. It's, it almost felt like you didn't 
like trust in your audience to remember mm-hmm. that or you didn't like trust in your storytelling ability and enough to like mm-hmm. enough for the audience to pick up on it um, they do a whole lot better in future seasons though yeah um yeah i think like you know in that kind of situation you you, you kind of have to trust your audience a little bit mm-hmm. and like if you've written it well enough and like set up all your pieces well enough then mm-hmm. like you you don't have to like remind everyone of it, yeah you know yeah um, it's it's like the as you know line as you know as you and i both know right we've been friends since we were five years old <laughs> no we haven't that no we haven't <laughs> no i mean like i'm referring to lines like that i know yeah. but I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> as you know yeah we've not been friends since we were five years old <laughs> yeah there we go um, there we go but yeah that that kind of dialogue it's like very mm-hmm. it's, this isn't quite the same thing but it's kind of in the same vein like you're, right. you're kind of in a way looking at your audience and saying listen we know you're idiots and aren't going to figure this out through context so we're just going to like explain it to you mm-hmm. in the most dumbed down way imaginable right and that's why full metal alchemist brotherhood is my favorite anime because they this is going off onto an anime tangent. I'm yeah, sorry. Welcome to our uh, anime podcast. Yeah, but that's why I, FMAB is my favorite anime because even though it is Shonen Jump, you can't tell it is. You don't have the stupid flashbacks like every single episode. They hardly have them. And when they are, they're, ones, they're things that you've never seen before to get some context. Right. I don't think the show, if it did, it very rarely showed you things you'd already seen before. Right. Maybe just a brief thing, like like the whole things of the homunculi tattoos. Like I do remember like just like just a quick flash of like the person seeing the tattoo somewhere else before and more. Right. And in those cases it was like meant to kind of show you what the character was thinking instead <clears throat> of like Right. Right. You know, instead of like a show like I love My Hero Academia, but like oh gosh, instead yeah. of in the middle of a fight scene showing like a flashback to you know, some confrontation that mm. these two characters had before and like You know, like De- Deku is falling, he's been falling for like 10 minutes. If I have to see one more flashback of Deku with tears streaming down his face saying how much he wants to be a hero, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> and and um, freaking All Might turning to him and saying, young man, you can be a hero. It's like, we get it. We get it. He's a hero. Like, you don't have to tell us again. I just want to see Mineta become a true hero. No, nobody wants that. <laughs> I want to see Mineta get go away forever and never return. okay well that's the conclusion of our anime podcast uh, okay man um, you know i was not expecting the twist in this episode that was a big twist now, i'm not talking about the dalek i'm talking well that wasn't a twist because they spoiled it last episode mm. but man i was not expecting it that to be satellite five man Especially since we, you know, didn't see a last time trailer at the start of the episode showing a satellite five. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (sighs) It's so frustrating because it would have been a it would have been a genuinely good twist, Mm -hmm. but they give it away. Mm -hmm. 
Although I do like the whole um, seeing the consequences of the doctor just doing a good thing and then walking away from it. Like, oh, I did a good right. thing. Going, I'm leaving now. Yeah, for sure. I thought that was really good because it's not something we mm. see very often in Doctor Who or really any stories is, mm. you know, we have heroes who kind of come in and kick butt and take names and then like mm. go on their way and mm-hmm. hey oh, Cap- captain america civil war yeah um well i, I yeah, was just we, giving reference yeah right i was i was actually honestly thinking about um the the uh one of the early episodes of full man alchemist brotherhood when they're in the um oh in that one oh, town yeah. in the desert yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the church yeah, that's that's kind of a, another example of that. Mm-hmm. They kind of real, found out later down the line what happened after they left. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, like the the hero, you know, comes in and like fixes things in quotation marks, and then we don't really see the aftermath because there's always going to be, no matter how much good you do, anytime mm-hmm. you make <clears throat> some kind of like extreme change, there's going to be out, there's going to be an aftermath, and there's going to be like in situations like this, there's going to be a power vacuum right. that has to be filled. And, you know, depending on who comes in to fill that spot, it could end very well. It could end very badly. Right. Exactly. And I, I do, I, I would like to see more of that from Doctor Who. I think it's, it's something we don't see much. Um, mm. they, do yeah, it, I, they do it poorly in BVS. Yeah. <laughs> Deviant Batman versus Superman does a lot of things poorly, but yeah, um. that, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Speaking of tangents, I love that the, the Doctor just goes on little tangent, quick little tangents. Yeah, when they were talking about like um, when they were looking over the Earth after uh-huh. it's you know kind of polluted, global polluted state, and he goes on some little tangent about like this TV show about three bears and right that's funny <laughs> it's a, it's a very um it's a very relatable thing i feel like i do that a lot mm. kind of like yeah, in the no. middle of in the middle of one thought i'll like have another thought and like chase especially when you're trying to go to sleep yeah yeah my my brain is just like always on and there's always yep. like several different directions it's trying to go in so i can yeah no lately it's been lately it's been really bad for me like i've had to find a playlist of like soothing and relaxing sleep music to try to help me calm myself down and just go to sleep oh yeah for sure yeah because i've i mean like i've had um i don't know my brain will go into like circles like I'll, I'll i'll just think over the same things over and over again and like yeah no. it's not helpful and like i understand that it's not helpful but it's just also something you just can't really stop yeah no and um, with me being adhd and and ocd it's really bad <laughs> yeah because sure. like because like for the adhd part it's like you're just jumping from one thing to the next and then with the ocd part it's like if i don't specifically think about this one thing in this specific way like a ritual i'm gonna lose it yeah so like both of those combined in that area is just really bad yeah they're kind of working against each other right and not in a helpful way 
Right. Um, and I, I think I think you okay. So I have this crazy f- memory. Like growing up, Kendall, you've always you and tr- my brother Travis, you've you both always been like, dude, how do you remember these small little details from so long true. ago? It's, like, that's so I, specific. I think it's my OCD. I think it's just because like I remember the specific little details, like the like you know OCD. It's not. I hate that cliche of like it's always about detailed, make things clean. I mean, I, if you've seen you've seen my room, Kindle. I'm not that type of OCD. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the type not clean. <laughs> the type of OCD that's almost like become. I don't want to say a meme, but it's 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 become like a popularized term for someone who's just like very detail particular which mm-hmm. there, it's there true. Is, it is true in it's some true cases, for some people but, but it's not someone, true for everyone but for someone who suffers from ocd from it yeah it's kind of offensive for someone to just shrug it off like oh, i've got ocd well yeah it's a, it's an oversimplification and it's mm-hmm. it's someone claiming something that they're not or that they don't deal with you know mm-hmm. it, in a way it's, it is it is like um, a little bit patronizing for people who actually have OCD, you know? Oh, it is. It is. It is. It's it's like someone who broke their arm complain, complaining about, you know, their issues to someone who doesn't have an arm, you know? It's it's kind of that right. kind of thing. Right. Um, I know that's a little bit of an oversimplification as well, but just to kind of give a... Yeah, yeah, no, you're giving, you're giving an example. Yeah, giving an example that's probably not very accurate, but um, and uh, even that's like you know patronizing to someone who doesn't have an arm. Like I have two arms. Why? Why am I talking about it? Um, but yeah, it's 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 like that. I, thing, I like, mean, it's like it's like racism. You talk you talk about how it doesn't exist yet. You're white and privileged and have never never felt the end of it. Yeah, I I, I just I don't know. Sorry, I, I know we're currently I, going through the whole George Floyd rest in peace thing. Yeah. There's, it's, there's it's very, it's protests very, happening and the police are inciting mm-hmm. and the, the police th- are really it, like inciting violence. And, and then you've got the um, looters who are taking advantage of the situation that are just giving yeah. people protesters a bad rep. Yeah. It's just a, it's just it's a, a crazy time right, right now. now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, actually, I, yesterday, I yesterday, yesterday was actually the blackout day for media, for the media and everything, like, and everything. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I saw that. Okay. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's a tif- it's a difficult time. It's especially mm-hmm. difficult time for Black people and people of color. Right. Um. To any, you know, to all the the protesters who are out there doing good i commend them absolutely oh, absolutely um, like i've i've got a friend who um was protesting the other day like the other night and like he's he he's been in the military and everything mm-hmm. so like he was out protesting and he just got gas bombed and like um he just it was it was bad yeah yeah it's i mean it's <laughs> it's some scary times and there, it's it it leaves me really like i don't know it's, it's very, very unsettled about, it's, like 
very unsettling and unnerving. Right. Yeah. It's it's like, you know, I mean, me as a a, a privileged white person, like you Mm kind of have this idea that like, well, there are some police that are, you know, that are kind of, um, there, there are police that are bad, but like you, Mm -hmm. you, you like to think that kind of the majority would not do things like we are literally seeing right now. Like, right. But the problem is gassing people and like, right. Shooting rubber bullets at press and it's, it's, insane we're kind of recording these episodes in advance i'm not exactly sure what things are going to look like when this airs maybe the protests have ended maybe the social media um movement has ended Mm -hmm. i just want to say you know after kind of things fade from our immediate view black lives still matter black voices still matter absolutely I, I, we shouldn't forget about this. We Mm-mm. shouldn't forget about the people we've heard and, and, you know, the, the hurt we've seen after it's no longer just like right in our face all the time. Um, Absolutely. And because I feel like that may is a big factor into the problems of how it's affected our society. Like you have, you have the civil war, you have that happening, you know, like people are like, okay, slavery is ended let's go on with it yeah and we as and we then as and then with and... and then with um mlk you know they got they all, all that going on and then um again it's okay let's move on and i think we as white americans have the privilege to kind of have a short attention Mm. span in that case and Mm. you know if you if you listen to black people they don't have that privilege so i think you know it's it's important to keep listening to them you know don't just listen to what us privileged white guys are saying like keep listening to them after Mm -hmm. it's no longer easy to listen to them you know i think that's really important and honestly we we don't have a proper opinion don't just listen to us talking about this it does not affect us in the way it affects them and right yeah, yeah. We, it, it's it's not really it's up to us to like you know to to encourage people to like listen to voices that aren't ours basically you know that's that's i think um on top of you know doing what you can where you can as far as like giving to um, mm-hmm. giving to groups that are helping um if you can mm-hmm. join a protest you know that's good but like yeah it's it's mm-hmm. it's not really up to us to be the ones like really speaking to issues that mm-hmm. aren't affecting us you know listen to right. the people that this is really affecting mm-hmm. and like for me personally i'm not really able to join a protest so i've been trying to help spread awareness other ways of emailing like politicians like i emailed our governor just yesterday and i'll probably and like i'm a part-time post community college student and like my funds are very limited but i'm gonna try and donate as much as i can to these causes it's not gonna be much but 
Yeah. But yeah, do, I mean, do whatever you can, even if it's just, I know sharing things on media don't change people's minds, but it's a, it's, it, it'll plant something in them that could help hopefully one day lead to a change. Yeah. And you know, if you're a white person like us, like it's an important thing you can do as well is just, mm-hmm. just listen and just, yeah, you know, try your best to understand, even if you, if, even if you, you obviously can't understand on a personal level, but try your best to, to understand. And yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you for back jo- to Doctor uh, Who. No, thank you for joining us. Opinions. <laughs> thank you for joining us for our little soapbox podcast. Back to Doctor yeah. Who. Uh, um, okay, so I love the reference to Cassandra. Mm. I moisturize. Moisturizing. Yeah, <laughs> thought that was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Jack just like building himself a big old gun. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, you know, it's never a good day when the doctor has a gun. Oh, gosh. No, it's not. Anytime the doctor has a gun, you know things have gone bad. <laughs> yep. I also love, like, after Rose dies and everything um, <clears throat> dies. Quote and every, yeah, quote unquote. Um, that he's just completely compliant with everyone like just like turn and he turns his face and everything and he just he's completely compliant and then all of a sudden let's do it yeah yeah i thought that was a really <clears throat> cool scene when they're like breaking out which i thought it was funny that they thought that a little a flimsy little prison cell was gonna hold the doctor like come on y'all <laughs> and um the the android from the weakest link, mm-hmm. it was it was very intimidating. Yeah, they there was a lot of really good, like the design of this episode was great. Um, the android mm-hmm. was intimidating. I loved the design of um, the control, the big glowy lady with the tubes. Um, um, floor the floor manager. Yeah, um, that's what that's what, was really cool. That's what it says on IMDb. Oh, okay. That's what it says her name is. Um, I could be wrong. Uh, but sorry, continue. Um, yeah, I just thought there was a lot of really great design. The Dalek ship looked mm. really cool. I, I love I, I love the Dalek design. The design of the Dalek ships. It's the normal. It's the cliche UFO. But the reason yeah. I love it so much is because it I'm pretty sure I don't I don't know if they've been those ships were designed in the 60s like the the that era in the classic era. Mm-hmm. But it's just so brilliant to be like, yeah, those ships, yeah, those are the those types of ships, the flying saucers, those are Dalek ships. Okay. I don't know. I just like that for some reason. Um, I think it was it was Guillermo del Toro who um, says he saw a real UFO. Um, and you know he's he's a uh, science fiction mm-hmm. director. Um, 
that he was talking about seeing this real UFO and it, the the thing he took away from it was like, yeah, I saw one and it was like really boring. It was the most boring design. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just thought was a really funny thing. Um, it's like my man, uh, you, you saw a real UFO and like what you took away was like, it just looked like a generic flying saucer. <laughs> That had like blinking lights and oh gosh, uh, uh, um, but yeah, that's kind of mm-hmm. yeah. They just look like your generic kind of um, old school UFO designs, which mm-hmm. you know, like that design had to come from somewhere. There's a reason we like we think of that as kind of the UFO design, so it would make sense kind of in a way in universe for there to be real ships that look like that, you know, Mm -hmm. because has has everyone who saw this, this UFO, were they seeing Daleks? Maybe. Um, okay. I've, I really don't have that many more notes left. Uh, I only have two more and then I got one spoiler note. The look on the doctor's face, as soon as he sees the ships, just, it drops. It yeah, drops I, so much. I thought I thought that was a great bit of acting from um, from Eccleston. Mm-hmm. It, it was just beautiful. Like as soon as he recognizes the ship. Mm. Um. Let's see. And I love the the like kind of when the doctor is, is talking to the Daleks and threatening them, they're like, well, you have no weapons. You have no plan. And yeah. the doctor's like, and doesn't, doesn't that, that scare, scare you, you to, to death? death? I love that line. That was my next That's a very good line. That's probably um, one of my favorite lines in Doctor Who. It's very, it's, it is very doctor because like, that's kind of, in a way that's, that's who the doctor is. Like all odds can be against the doctor and, you know, they're still going to, to save the day somehow mm-hmm. most of the time not always but most of the time right um also this was a really small note but i thought it was kind of funny um did doctor who predict wipeout because <laughs> i don't know there um, is a british version of wipeout i don't know when that started is there okay so maybe they were they were like maybe that. our maybe the u.s version was it's you know like there's american idol there's british idol and stuff like that you know america's got talent britain's got talent stuff like that okay i mean it could just be something like that um which uh that didn't total um, wipeout uk yeah that didn't air till yeah 2009 so oh but there was there was a show called wipeout that aired in uh 1994 okay so they're probably referencing that there was okay okay cool um okay so no doctor who did not prove me out <laughs> oh i miss john i miss john and john john and john um yeah i that's all the non-spoilery notes i have all right so let's get to the spoiler section spoiler warning I can't believe Rose dies in this episode. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> that was last time. We, we did that last time, except the opposite. 
It's never been more appropriate than this episode. For now. Uh, for now. <laughs> there is the one episode later where she literally starts it with, this is the story of how, how I, I died. died. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> it's super not. Nobody starts a story that way and then actually dies. Right. Um, I'm like, and plus, if you're dead, how are you telling the story? Duh! <laughs> Ask okay. Flynn Ryder. Flynn Ryder? That's how, that's how Tangled starts out. Oh, yeah, dude. I've only seen, I've only seen Tangled like twice. Tangled is really good. and I'm It really is. You, it's just, I'm disappointed you haven't watched it a hundred times like I have. I'm just kidding. I, I haven't seen it that much either, but it is good. I am more of a Frozen fan. Not saying Tangled isn't good, but just Frozen, ta- Frozen came out during a difficult part of my life, and I just latched on to it. So that's I mean, why I, I love that. that. So I just love Frozen. I, I just really like Flynn Rider. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, Zachary Levi. Just, Zachary honestly, Levi. Mwah. I just kind of watch for him. <laughs> Rapunzel's cool too, but Glenn, Glenn's um, my guy. Okay, I've really only got one spoiler note. Um, <clears throat> Torchwood. They mentioned Torchwood. They did in the uh, Weakest Link. Yep. I always forget about them mentioning it in this episode. Yeah, and I wonder, like, at this time, were they planning on reviving Torchwood, or was that just kind of like a little? What do you mean nod? reviving? What do you mean reviving Torchwood? Um, not reviving. I'm sorry. Um, using like, it as a plot for? Yeah, because I would Torchwood... I would imagine so, because that was the main plot of series two. Torchwood wasn't a thing in in old who was it? No. Okay, so that, that was a hint to the things were to come. Yeah, that's unit that's in classic Who. Okay, I guess that was my question: was like, was this a hint at things to come, or was it mm-hmm. just like a nod? But if if this is it, the it first, is it is a hint towards thing the thing to come. Is is this the first time we've heard Torchwood though? I'm pretty sure we would have meant we've we we would have heard it earlier. I believe. Yeah, I think we probably would have mentioned it if we had heard mm-hmm. it earlier. I specifically, I've been listening back to the episodes. I, we've never, we haven't talked about Torchwood. Okay. So Torchwood. Fun, yeah, fun fact. Coming. Torchwood is an anagram of Doctor Who. It is. In case it's... you didn't know that. You, do you know the story behind that? Uh, of why no. it's an anagram of Doctor Who? No. Okay, story behind that. The BBC, to hide the fact that it was Doctor Who tapes or film, whatever, they used the anagram Torchwood on the Doctor Who tapes to ship them out to TV stations and everything so people wouldn't realize, oh, this is Doctor Who. We got to release, leak it and everything. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's... (laughs) You would think they probably would they they would have used something a little more um, secure than an anagram though maybe I don't I mean, like, know I mean this I, was, I guess it this, was the, this was the first season of Doctor Who man it yeah. people a lot of people didn't care as much because it was just coming back yeah 
Yeah, I just think it's kind of funny. Like, we have to hide this this thing. We have to hide Doctor Who. How are we going to hide it? Let's just jumble up the letters. I mean, I guess you're right. I guess you're (laughs) right. It's like if Star Wars just, for like a Star Wars movie, they just changed up the title as an anagram for something else. Yeah, they called it like Wart Sars. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's literally the only spoiler I have. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have any spoiler notes. I right, I, there's really the there's, there's really there really wasn't anything else to talk about. Like there's nothing in this episode that's really going to benefactor towards the overall show except for the next episode, but we're going to really get into that in that episode. Yeah, all in good time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's nothing really that m- much we can get into. Uh, yeah, so. Um, this might be our shortest episode yet. Even though we did go on some tangents this time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, at least we haven't mentioned the Timeless Children. Oh, crap. Oh, we should talk about the Timeless Children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, well, thank you everybody for joining us for Doctor Who. Next time we will be discussing Series 1, Episode 13, The Parting of the Way.